You are listening to For Better Self and Net Worth. In this community, we think you'll find your self-worth comes before your net worth and everything else. We also think you were designed to go after the life you want by ditching societal norms, knowing exactly who you are as an individual, and going after your unique purpose here on this earth. Every week, Ella interviews an entrepreneur that designed the life they wanted among the challenges, naysayers, and leaving outside their comfort zone. Or you're going to hear straight from Ella, where she talks about the important lessons she's learned in life and how she's achieved the overall happiness she has. This is Ella, the host for Better Self and Net Worth. Based out of Nashville, Tennessee, she makes every single day an adventure. You'll always find her right here behind the microphone, sharing all her thoughts with all of you. And we appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode. everyone, Ella here, and I'm coming to you with a solo episode with some of my latest thoughts and observations. Before we get into topic, I'm just going to let you guys know that it may seem a little raspy, but I promise I'm feeling fine. We have allergy season here in Middle Tennessee, and I also got boosted yesterday. That's why this episode's being released on Wednesday and not Tuesday. Had to recover from that. Not going to elaborate on what I mean about being boosted due to strict guidelines around us non-medical professionals discussing the procedure. But if you're listening around 2022, you most likely know what I mean by getting quote unquote boosted. To start this show off, I want to talk about my favorite CEO. She is the CEO of Spanx. I don't know if a lot of you guys listening wear Spanx. They are supposed to make you look smoother, smooth out lines underneath your dress. They're also supposed to make you look skinnier. I personally don't wear them, nor have I really bought a pair in the past few years. I just like being comfortable and stylish. I'm also all about embracing body positivity, but I did watch an interview with CEO Sarah Blakely, and I've been a huge fan of her ever since seeing this interview. Just this year, she was featured in Forbes as she hit billionaire status. She is also on Instagram a lot. She just showcases her favorite coffee mugs with empowering statements. She's got a lot of great value that she has to her fans. And in an interview with Reese Witherspoon, she talked about how she developed an early successful mindset as a teenager going into her fifties. And something that she recalled growing up is that when she was a child, She went around the kitchen table with her and her siblings, and her father would say, how many of you guys failed today? They would all raise their hands, and then they'd celebrate it. They would celebrate failure. When I think about that, I know when you celebrate failure, it's just not something you often celebrate, or even talking about your failure can be very, very uncomfortable. But there is a way to see failure that's very constructive. When we celebrate failure, we realize our failures were either detours and to let us to the successes that we have, or we also realize that failing is necessary to learn something, to develop you. My core belief is that we're always developing, evolving, and learning. We're always having to do something new so we can stay passionate about what we do. We listen to podcasts because we want to learn something or hear something that challenges our thoughts and ideas. 
On the solo episode last month, it was the episode about being a multi-passionate person. I told you guys that I signed up to take tap dancing classes. I've been doing that for about three weeks now. And I honestly, prior to the first class I've recently took, I've not tap danced since I was nine years old, but I did love it. And I wanted to add a new form of dance to my exercise regimen. When I was nine, I ended up quitting to play basketball. Up until the seventh grade, I really sucked at basketball, but ever since then, I wanted to resume on tap dancing. But let's talk about my basketball journey since we're on that topic. Let's go ahead and talk about that because that's really important in learning a lesson and doing something that, you know, I really sucked at. But I'll talk about what I learned when I was trying to find my way in team sports. And both of my older brothers, they played team sports. They were successful at team sports. They made a lifelong They made lifelong friends playing team sports and they had a great experience out of it. So being third in line, I knew I was going to have to prioritize and that meant quitting dance to do my first team sport. My passions at the time were, not much has changed since then, but my passion was to do performing arts. I love dancing. I love playing piano and I also love to make people laugh, but I wanted to be good at a sport. I was bound and determined to be good at that. So third grade. I started playing basketball, signed up to play. And I will tell you my first season of playing basketball, I was not the fastest kid. I never really been a fast runner. I was the kid that got picked last in gym class. Sounds like a cliche, but that was really me. And I'm going to tell you, I did not make a single goal in my first year playing basketball. It can be demoralizing, but I did have fun. And I also learned that while I was a sucky shooter, that I was good at playing defense. I got put in the game to play defense and I was still a part of a team, even though I wasn't the one making those goals. Also, I continued to play basketball for a couple of years. And while I wasn't the best on the team, I was still a part of the team and had fun getting to know the other people that I played with. Then some of the girls I played basketball with talked about trying out for cheerleading. Guess what I did? By the time I was in fifth grade, I decided to do cheerleading in the fall and basketball in the winter. Learned that I enjoyed cheerleading more. When I didn't make cheerleading in middle school, I joined the swim team. I was a good swimmer. I love swimming. I was basically a fish out of water, reincarnated fish. I loved it. And I aced the backstroke. I aced the breaststroke. I ate the basic relay. But the one thing that was a huge challenge for me was a stroke called the butterfly. And in the butterfly stroke, if you aren't really familiar with Olympic swimming or, you know, swim meets instead of games, we call them swim meets. You're not familiar with competitive swimming. What you do in the butterfly is you keep your legs together and you're kicking both feet at the same time while you have your arms, both arms simultaneously are going to come up behind you and into the water. It's one of the hardest positions to ace. And it's one of the hardest positions to get across the water with. I did try it though. I did the butterfly every day. And because I tried it and because I made progress to my surprise during a swim meet, a major swim meet, the coach put me in for a butterfly relay. I did the very best I could, but I came in dead last. After coming in dead last, I didn't know what to do. I was embarrassed. It was in eighth grade. Everything was such a big deal back in eighth grade, but I was sobbing to my teammates and I'll never forget this. 
a teammate of mine, his name was Wyatt. He came up to me and he said, Ella, it's okay. You did a better job at this than any of us could. That's why coach Caldwell puts you in. I remember hearing that and I was like, yeah, I mean, no, I, I came in last at the swim meet, but I was doing better. I progressed and I was brave enough to try it, to go in and do the butterfly. Now, if I had to do the butterfly across the pool nowadays, most likely, no, I wouldn't get so far so fast. I you know, still do breaststroke, stroke. I had to focus in that moment after losing and after feeling embarrassed on the progress that I made. And in my short tenure as an athlete, I know that my best memories were not whether I won the game or not, but the friends I made in the time when I was trying to find a sport that I was good at and the pizza parties that followed afterwards were pretty sweet as well. And I want to share the athlete journey with you as a way to redirect to you and myself even that achievement does not need to be the final focus of the efforts that you put in. Yes, you want to make a lot of money doing what you're doing. You want everything to be a success. I know podcasting, I want to get as many five-star reviews as I can, reach as many listeners as I can. But really, it's not necessarily about the achievement, the badge of honor, the trophy, the Emmy Award, whatever it is you're going for. It's the satisfaction you get and the work that you put in. That's what should be the focus. Playing sports with my brother, Troy, growing up, he was a very successful athlete. He used to tell me as a child after he would beat me at football or a video game, he would say, winning is not everything. Winning is not everything. I thought for the longest time that that was just a consolation at the time. But recently, I really thought about it, thought long and hard about this, that it's always constructive. And sometimes it's more constructive to do something that's really going to challenge me than it is to do something that I've mastered at. Hustle and status cultures, they tell us, they glorify the achievement aspect of it. The concept of achievement is used for someone to get you to do what they want you to do. Status is a form of achievement. So cars, clothing, and tech brands, they're going to sell that status to you to spend your hard-earned money and show people that you achieve something. Companies, they also use that hustle culture and that badge of honor because they want to get you to work harder. When you do that, when you work harder and you get that achievement, when you're getting acknowledged for that achievement, it's kind of a chase. It's a dopamine fix for many of us. We like to go out and get that dopamine fix. Sometimes that's what involves people in going out and partying. They party because they want to feel happy. We want to replicate those feelings of happiness, but you are very much can possibly achieve those feelings of happiness in the work and not the final destination. When I honestly, I don't see anything wrong with focusing on that great appearance that comes with status or wanting to achieve. I mean, I'm an Enneagram three after all. I, at the end of the day, want you to focus more on the journey and not the destination. Source of that would be Stephen Tyler Bearsmith. He wrote a song called Amazing. If you don't know the song, save it to your Spotify. He talks about it in one of those lyrics. He says, life's a journey, not a destination. Focus on the journey. For people that say it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. My response is it's actually a hike. When you go hiking, yeah, you focus on certain destinations. You want to get to certain peaks. You want to get to certain views. But hiking is all about the experience. It's not about getting from point A to point B. It's what you see along the way. 
Think about that when you're going after your goals. When it comes to your full-time job, are you really enjoying what you're doing? Are you feeling challenged? Maybe you need to change it up a little bit, change what you're doing. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the same results is the definition of insanity. Maybe you're also in school. You're learning how to do something new. You're enjoying a trade. Maybe you're learning how to cook. It can be something as little as that. My case in point in talking about this, that doing something that you have not mastered, that's going to be a great way to challenge you. And if you, it's super easy to sit back and say, no, I really suck at this. I'm not good at this. I'm not going to try it. No, try it and enjoy the progress that you have made. Take notes of the progress. If you're in a tough spot in your life, if so many things are crashing down on you, write that down. I'll tell you right now, 2015 was the toughest year of my life. I faced being laid off of my job and betrayal, but I remember writing about that in a journal, reading that thinking now, okay, I've come a long way since then. And I learned a lot since then. I learned not to focus on the achievement as a badge of honor. And I learned to focus on what was more important to me, the friends that did care about me. That was one thing that I just learned in 2015 is learning to kind of dance in the storm, see the lessons and the lows as you will. I was um, talking to my life coach a few weeks ago, and she told me that I was a manifesting generator. And what that means is that once you master something, you get bored with it and want to learn something new. Now let's go back to talking about my dance journey. Well, I told you guys that I was getting back into tap dancing. It's been over 25 years since I tap danced last. I mean, I'm aging myself on this, but I talked about that on the episode where I discussed being multi-passionate. I honestly thought that since... I was already a dancer. I do a lot of hip hop classes and contemporary classes. And I was a percussionist. I thought that tap dancing would eventually be easy to me. These are beginner adult dancing, adult tap dancing classes. Well, I think I'm doing okay for someone that hasn't tapped in nearly 25 years. I'm doing the absolute basic things right now. The shuffle steps, getting that rhythm going back again, and just learning technique very basic technique. Technique is very important, but guess what? I'm also having fun. I'm being challenged. I'm dancing with other adults that either haven't tap danced in years, or they just wanted to find something new, learn a new skill, get it into your mind. Something else that I love about dancing is that when I'm dancing, even though I've been doing it for years, I can learn a new routine. And when I'm learning a new routine, I'm challenging my mind and my muscle memory to perfect that skill. Every class I do is going to begin with a stretch, warm up, and even a meditation, which is super important to me because when you meditate, you're committing to getting all the external situations, get that off my mind and focus on the release and the therapeutic effects of dancing itself. I'm actually going to return to class, to tap dancing class and contemporary class the night after this is released and plan to showcase my journey on Instagram if you guys follow me. But again, I'm not necessarily going to focus on the perfection of it. I love contemporary dance over ballet because I get to focus on the expression and not the perfection. Really excited to kind of share that with you guys in 
yeah, I'm going to try to video it and share with you guys my, my journey, just so you guys are inspired to challenge yourselves. And speaking of the challenge, here I come. I want you to do something that you think you suck at, or maybe a better term, something that you need improvement on. If you think you're a terrible chef, find a recipe on YouTube and try it. If you've always wanted to try yoga, I got a lot of feedback on that in my podcast where I interviewed my friend Robin, who owns Serenity Power Yoga in Nashville. People say, man, I want to get back into yoga. I want to try that. Try yoga. If you don't like playing team sports, maybe sign up for an intramural in your area. If you don't think you're good at working puzzles, work a puzzle. If you don't think you're good at singing, find a song you love and sing it anyway. If you're not necessarily good at playing games, get together and do an escape room just for fun. What I want you to do is not focus on the end goal, the achievement portion. Focus on what you learned. What did you get better at in the process? I promise you, when you focus on this, you're going to get that natural high, that natural dopamine fix. You're not going to have to focus on the perfectionism aspect of it. You're going to focus on what you're getting better at, not necessarily what you mastered. I know that when I try something new, it's actually going to give me a more of a dopamine kick and more of a natural high, quote unquote, than what my partying days used to give me. Now, if you're listening and you're thinking, well, Ella, I'm pretty much good at everything. There's nothing that I really want to improve upon. You need to look yourself in the mirror and tell your ego to piss off because there's something, I know there's something that you don't think you're great at. It could be something as simple as cooking or organizing that you can watch a YouTube video, learn how to do it and try it. I really want to hear about it. So when you find that thing that you quote unquote suck at, and when you try it, find me on Instagram. My new name is Evolve with Ella. It was formerly Ella Economic. Now it's Evolve with Ella. Evolve with Ella is just one word, no underscores or hashtags or anything like that. Oh, actually, you can't put hashtags in Instagram names. So disregard that statement. But yeah, Evolve with Ella. And I want to hear what you have tried and what you learned from trying that skill. Did you get better at it? Did you see some progress as you were trying that thing? So I'm really excited to connect with you all on this. And yeah, I'm excited to hear what you guys are trying. And if you enjoy this show, this has been a short and sweet show. I want you to consider leaving me a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify. Also give me a follow on your favorite platform. This is a huge thing. It supports me as an independent creator. And as always, I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to me and spend time with me. And I can't wait to share with you guys what I have and works for this show, but even more, I'm excited to hear what you guys are trying after listening to this episode. If you're listening to this episode three or four years after it's being recorded, I still want to hear it. Tell me what you tried. Tell me why you think you sucked at it. And then tell me what you learned and what progress you made while trying the new thing. Thanks again, everyone. And I look forward to sharing with you again next week. 
you are listening to For Better Self and Net Worth. In this community, we think you'll find your self-worth comes before your net worth and everything else. We also think you were designed to go after the life you want by ditching societal norms, knowing exactly who you are as an individual, and going after your unique purpose here on this earth. Every week, Ella interviews an entrepreneur that designed the life they wanted among the challenges, naysayers, and leaving outside their comfort zone. Or you're going to hear straight from Ella, where she talks about the important lessons she's learned in life and how she's achieved the overall happiness she has. This is Ella, the host for Better Self and Net Worth. Based out of Nashville, Tennessee, she makes every single day an adventure. You'll always find her right here behind the microphone, sharing all her thoughts with all of you. And we appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you.